0: Hey, welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud Together podcast. I'm Ava, Um, I'm here, and I spontaneously just decided to record. So that's what we're going to do, that's what's up. Basically, I have some thoughts. I want this to be a chill episode, you know, I want it to be genuine, I want it to be real, I want it to be relaxed. The entire point of me starting a podcast was to have an outlet for my thoughts and to try something new, Um, and so I don't want it to stray from that. I also don't want it to be condescending or boring. Those are two of my big worries. Um, But yeah, so basically this episode I decided to talk about college and that will be the theme, but first I just kind of want to talk about my week my life, what I've been up to, what I'm doing. Yeah. So basically, I'm recording this on Juneteenth. Um, And so I'm not at work right now. Um, So it's a Monday, but I have today off. And um, yesterday on Sunday, it was Father's Day, but I actually saw my dad on Saturday. Um, So yesterday, me and my roommate Gina actually went up to Duluth, Minnesota, um, and took a little day road trip um, and went up the north shore of Minnesota, which is on the border of Lake Superior, um, for a few hours and visited a friend from college. So that was really nice. It was really great to go somewhere and to get some time to be outside. But it was a lot of driving and I was the one driving. No shade, just I was. Um, So now I'm pretty tired. Um, But... It was really nice to be in nature. It really reminded me of how small I was and just to be present in the moment, like how how big and beautiful the earth is. And that was really cool. Um, so yeah. And then on Saturday, the day before that, I had my moot court tryouts for law school, um, which is like an extracurricular activity in law school. I think you also get credit for it, but it's like a oral argument competition So basically like a court simulation Um, and so I had that on Saturday morning and I was really anxious and stressed about it. I really have no clue how it went, I'm hoping it went well. There are 16 spots on the team, they did announce the 4 semifinalists, and I was not one of them. I totally wasn't expecting to be, I was really nervous, but um, I could still make the team and I'm hoping that I do. So I had that Saturday and that was definitely a lot of work and very stressful. Um, and anxiety producing and then actually right after that I went with my dad to the American Swedish Institute which is in Minneapolis. Um, my family is pretty into being Swedish. So we did that um, and it's midsummer right now, which is like a Swedish tradition in the middle of summer. Um, and so we went to the festival for that there. There was food. I actually had this Swedish hot dog which was like is funny. It's a hot dog with. a hot dog with mashed potatoes, this like dill sauce and lingonberries on it, um, in the bun. And so it was quite soggy, but it tasted good. Even though I don't love lingonberries, I really like the other stuff. So that was fun. Um, we just kind of walked around. There's like a museum thing and like talked to people. There was music, so we like sat outside and listened to that. Um, hung out there for a couple hours. That was really nice Um, and just kind of something cool and different to do and share with my dad. Um, And then after that, one of my friends who's actually living um, about four hours away from me right now, um, so a friend from law school, came, well, was in the cities for the weekend. So then she and I went to a festival um, near my apartment. That's like an annual thing. And so we went there and there was like a lot of art vendors, um, we had donuts and then we also had some cider and, well, she had a beer out of cider, um, and walked around a lot there, um, and then we went and had dinner at a cafe on the patio, which was really nice, um, and yeah, oh, and then I saw my mom for a little bit because but put air my tears. Oh, and then Gina and I, my roommate, went to Walmart, and that was also fun, because we don't go to Walmart very often. It's a little out of the way, um, and we just don't, like, target as much closer to where we live, Um, and it was cool to do that. Got some gummy worms, got some Pringles, just kind of fun stuff that we don't normally buy. Oh, and we got matching pink sleep shorts that were $6, so that's kind of fun. But yeah, um... Before that, last week was pretty stressful just because I was preparing for the moot court um, tryout, and so I was spending a lot of time doing that, um, but work was quite engaging and busy last week, so that was a really nice um, kind of picking up the pace with that, having more independence doing things, which is, of course, pretty challenging in a new job, but also definitely a blessing in disguise. It's really cool to get to be more a part of, like, client meetings, be able to you know, speak more, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm enjoying that. Sorry if you can hear cars outside. Um, also, I'm having some coffee at 1 p.m. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, this week, I don't know what I want to say this week. Um, I do want to try to do more fun stuff. I'm hoping that I can go to trivia at some point in the next couple of weeks because we haven't done that in a while. Um, I've been watching Megan and Sierra. You might know Megan, Megan and Sierra, who are YouTubers and podcasters. um, Stan and I've watched them for a long time, Um, and they've something they've been talking about on their YouTube channel a lot is um, trying to find fun things to do after work and like the transition from being in college or grad school to working. Um, And I think that's something that I always. I'm thinking a lot about in the summer as well. And like something that's challenging for a lot of people. And so just trying to find more fun things that one can do after work. So I've been watching their channel and kind of getting some ideas for like going to the farmer's market, going different classes, going to different parks, um, and trying to spend more time outside while it's nice out. So that's a thing. Um, It's also Taylor Swift weekend here in Minnesota next week. Um, so hopefully I'll get to go to that. I don't have tickets yet, but I am trying to work on it. And I'm hoping, praying, manifesting that it all comes together. If you're listening to this, please hope so too. Let me know if you, let me know if you know anything. Um, so that's cool. Um, also next, next weekend, it's my roommate's birthday on this coming Friday. Um, so that's going to be exciting. And then it's also um, pride here, so it's like a big pride parade, that kind of thing, um, and then also I have my trial advocacy or mock trial, um, tryout next weekend too, so a lot going on next weekend, but hopefully that'll be quite fun, and I'll have more updates with that soon, Um, but yeah, that is, I think everything I wanted to share, um, yeah. So then, I'll jump into the college part. I just want to kind of preface and I guess give a disclaimer on it that this is totally just me speaking from what I know in my experience. Um, I'm not like an almighty figure. I don't. I don't know. I don't know everything. I don't really know much. Um, but this is just my experience, and I went to a pretty like specific niche college, and I've had a pretty pretty specific experience. Um, and so I guess I just want to talk about that. You know how it was applying, what I think about kind of the American college culture in general, the process, um, getting in, um, and like things I wish I knew in hindsight. So I have, I made notes, but I don't really know how much I'm going to stay on my script and where this is going to go. So I guess we'll just jump into it. But yeah, just my opinion. Obviously, no one needs to agree with it or take it to heart if they don't want to. So yeah. Um, so I'll start off with a little bit of background i know i've talked about some of this on the podcast before but i'm from minnesota i live in minnesota um and i went to an elite liberal arts college in the midwest um and yeah now i'm in law school at a bigger university um and so that's kind of where my perspective is coming from I'm just over a year out of undergrad now. Just finished my first year of law school, and I went straight through through for all of them. And so, yeah, I might talk a little bit about that too. Um, so first, I just want to talk a little bit about the American American college culture. Um, just you know, people have different levels of familiarity with it. I have some thoughts on it. Um, oh, I also work as like a ACT SAT standardized test tutor um, right now, and I've been doing that for. 10, 10 months, I think now. Um, and so that also has kind of informed my perspective. Um, yeah, but, uh, basically the American college culture I know is a lot different than in a lot of other countries. Um, there's just so many different options for schools. You know, there's state university systems. A lot of states have multiple university systems um, that are public as well as lots of private schools, um, you know, nonprofit. there's sometimes for-profit schools, yikes. Um, and just kind of a wide variety of options. You know, we have community colleges. Uh, my experience is going to a four year college. So that's probably what I'll focus on more just because, you know, I don't really feel like I'm qualified to talk about community college or like trade school or something like that, but obviously those exist. I'm not trying to ignore them. Um, but yeah. Um, Something that I know is really prevalent and kind of a hot topic right now with the college and even university and grad school system is rankings. Um, So as a lot of people probably know, there's like US News rankings, Forbes rankings, that kind of thing. Um, And those can be really problematic and they definitely really inform the college application process for a lot of people. I know for me, they did to some extent and they definitely did even more for law school. which is kind of funny because I don't go to a particularly highly ranked law school, Um, but they're just something that's kind of present there. Um, They're like a flex on different schools' websites. Um, And that can be really problematic, I think, because um, obviously schools have different levels of academic rigor. Different professors have different levels of academic rigor. Different programs have different levels of academic rigor. But the idea that all schools can be compared to each other, I think, is just really problematic. Like, Not everyone wants the same thing out of college. Not everyone wants the same thing out of life. Um, And so there's really not, like, not everyone would be happy going to Harvard, you know? Not everyone would have the same experience going to Harvard. Um, Just like not everyone would be happy at a community college. Like, there's just so many different ways to achieve goals and so many different things out there that I think a problem, like, a problem with the ranking system that we currently have is that it kind of reinforces this focus on elitism and wealth, um, and kind of this idea that there are certain schools that are just good and certain schools that are bad, which really isn't true when you think about it, because people, you can go to a school that's ranked at the very bottom and have a phenomenal experience and learn so much and grow so much, and that might be great for one person and another person that might not be. So it's just kind of a problematic system basis to start with. And obviously, it also depends how much weight you give it. Um, but yeah, um, and I also think this really plays in to kind of the college application process, um, and like forces burnout for a lot of high school students, like over participation, overworking yourself, over testing yourself, that kind of thing. Um, just really taking too much on your plate, um, or verging on too much on your plate for a lot of high school students. Um, who want to get into, like, these schools that are maybe considered more elite or that kind of thing. Um, I know for me, when I was trying to get into the college I went to, I was in so many activities. And that's not the only reason that I was in activities. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it definitely plays a part in, you know, staying in activities throughout your senior year, um, which is really hard because then you're applying for colleges. You need all this extra time to write the essays and take the ACT and that kind of thing, and, or SAT, depending on where you live. Um, And that can be really challenging. Like I know for me in high school, I was in so many activities. I was in um, my concert band. I was in marching band, which is a really big time commitment. Um, We had pep band also associated with that. Um, And then like practicing for concerts and stuff outside of school, practicing outside of school. Um, I was in track for a little bit. I was in Nordic, I was on a Nordic ski team. Um, I was the vice president of a national honor society chapter. Um, and so I led volunteering for that. I was in like a community service club, um, just lots of different, I was in Knowledge knowledgeable, um, which is like an academic trivia team. So just a lot of different teams and stuff. So I'm gonna drink some coffee. Sometimes I feel like I need to have my coffee here so that it's like, makes it more of a laid back, va- laid back, like me focused, you know, like it can be calm vibe. But then I feel like I just feel awkward and self-conscious when I'm drinking my coffee while recording myself because it, like, makes noises and stuff. Yeah, anyways, sorry, that was a tangent. Um. Basically, um, well, I don't regret being so involved in high school, and I think it was a really formative time for me, and it really taught me a lot of skills and, like, how to be on teams, that kind of thing. It definitely made me overwhelmed and burned out in some ways when I got to college, particularly with involvement, um, and that's honestly one of my biggest even not regrets, but like things I would do differently, things I would recommend people do with college is like being involved. Um, and I was involved. It's not that I wasn't like I was in activities and stuff, just less than I was in high school. Um, and at times that didn't make me feel very good. But yeah. So another thing I want to talk about is just like types of colleges out there um, and kind of going through the process of that. So in the US, obviously, there's a really big variety of schools You know, there's schools with a couple hundred or a couple thousand people, and then there's schools with, you know, 50,000 people or more. Um, you really have a whole range of like small, medium, large schools, and obviously that can carry over into class size as well. Um, and then there's public or private. For me, public or private wasn't a huge difference. Um, I applied to schools of both types for both um, undergrad and graduate school. I ended up going to a private undergrad and a private grad school, but that wasn't a huge factor for me. Um, I do think sometimes people have the perception that private schools are way more expensive and I know for a lot of people and for me that did not end up being true with financial aid and private financial aid and that kind of thing. Um, so it really just depends on your situation and what you're looking for, you know. Um, and then I also went to a college, it's a liberal arts college. So basically what that meant is that there wasn't any graduate programs there, it was only undergraduate. Um, it was smaller, which is a normal thing with that. Um, and for me, um, there's still like majors and minors and concentrations and stuff. Um, so you still have your area of study, but you, one, don't need to come in with knowing that. Um, and two, there's more of a focus on like more well-rounded and education wide skills rather than one, one specific area of study or field. Um, so like for me, my major in undergrad was geography which obviously isn't a super common major Um, and but then i took classes not just in geography but i took classes in political science human rights international studies anthropology environmental science studio art um, religious studies there has to be some other ones but i'm not thinking of them at the moment so i took a ton of classes in a variety of different disciplines. And my school had like different requirements you had to meet for like a certain number of natural science and math credits, a certain number of social science credits, a certain number of humanities credits, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So there's just kind of more of a focus on like critical thinking and like educational well-rounded skills rather than like a specific department. And that's not what right or wrong. Um, it just was something that I was looking for. Um, yeah. Um, Within this, though, I know for me, I saw a lot of, I guess, what I would generally call elitism within the academic culture of liberal arts um, and like the reach of the school I went to. Um, So one thing this meant was that more people from my school were from all different areas. So my college particularly had a really big focus on internationalism and drawing in international students, um, which is something that I really gravitated towards. Um, just because my high school wasn't particularly diverse um, and I wanted to go to a more diverse undergrad Um, and I thought internationalism was a part of that Um, and then just more students from all over the U.S. as well there was a lot more students from like big cities on the coast or like very liberal like I guess techy areas I would say Um, like the bay area or Seattle that kind of thing um, which isn't bad. That's just the kind of people it draws. Um, but at times, um, being from Minnesota and being from the Midwest and being from an area where my near where my school was um, wasn't always seen as the most positive thing. Um, so that's also something that I would say I'm thinking about and experienced. Um, I guess then I would say I want to talk a little bit about like the process of finding schools. I was trying to think back at like how I found the schools that I ended up applying to. A lot of it was just like word of mouth. Um, my mom works at a college and so um, she knew of a lot of schools and like ideas of schools to apply to. Um, she was the one who initially encouraged me to apply to a um, to some liberal arts colleges. Those weren't the only schools I applied to. Um, I actually did apply to Um, i applied to the university of minnesota which is obviously a large public state school and then i also applied to a private university that was kind of in between Um, and that was creighton university which is in omaha nebraska um and then i applied to four different small liberal arts colleges in the midwest um so i ended up applying to six schools for undergrad undergrad i know a lot of them i found word of mouth and then i also used college board a lot to research um, which I think was something they showed me at my high school. Um, and you can go on there and like sort through different filters and stuff of like location and majors and that kind of thing um, and get recommendations. That was also something I did. Um, yeah. And then I toured, I didn't tour all the schools I applied to, but I think I toured all but one of them. Um, I toured the University of Minnesota actually with a group from my high school with my AP bio class. Um, and then I toured all of the liberal arts ones with my family. Um, so I toured, normally, I think I started touring in the summer before my junior year, and then I finished touring in, like right before my senior year started. So it was kind of like a, uh, like a yearish long touring process. Like on, I went on like spring break. I went, we have like Minnesota private college week and like different private college weeks in different states. So I would go to those, um, And then I also went to an admitted student overnight at my college. So yeah, um, I think with touring, that's something that I think is really interesting because I think people's experience of it really depends a lot on who you get for your tour guide and what their experiences and how they portray that. Um, that's just what I think. Um, I did work as a tour guide and in an admissions for my college. Um, for most of the time I was there, um, and I think sometimes you just mesh really well, or you have a lot in common, or you can see yourself in the tour guide. And sometimes, you know, they're just someone who has a lot of different identities from you and who you don't really vibe with, or who you don't really vibe with, or who you don't really have a lot in common with, and that can be a major turnoff too. Um, so obviously it's great when that goes well, when that doesn't, it can be hard, um, to see yourself at the school so sometimes then I think you just need to reach out and find more people there who you can connect with um and that kind of thing yeah also a really big thing that I don't think anyone talks about is how nerve-wracking it is to go on college tours like as a little high schooler with your parents you're like what the f is going on like what is happening um, you don't know what anything is. Everything's confusing. There's always the really intense kid. There's always the kid doesn't want to be there. You know, I was always somewhere in the middle where like I wanted to be there and I wanted to tour, but it gave me a lot of anxiety and nerves and would sometimes make me kind of shy or awkward. Um, and so I think there's just, you know, there's just a lot there. Grant yourself grace if you're going on college tours. Grant yourself grace if you're giving college tours in my personal experience because sometimes I would just give awful tours and I'd be like, well, I hope these people still come. Um, but yeah, I think touring can be really helpful. Obviously that takes some ability to have time off sometimes or like financial ability to get to some place. Um, but I think if you're able to do that, that can definitely be a really good strategy. And I know a lot of places post COVID have like virtual tours or online tours, and that can be really helpful to see and get a feel for the campus too. Yeah. Then one more thing I want to talk about, um, on this topic is kind of this myth and idea of the perfect school or the perfect fit, which I think I touched on earlier. Um, I just want to say, in my opinion, I don't think that exists. There is no perfect school or perfect fit. There might be a a school where you have a really great experience. There might be a school where you have a more negative experience. There might be a school where you feel like you fit in better. Um, But I don't think there's any, I think when you use the word perfect, we get into kind of a weird territory, right? And so I think it's really hard in college choice because sometimes you're looking for the perfect school and then there's like one little thing and you're like, oh my God, I can't go here now. my experience won't be great. And that just isn't the case. you know once you go to, once you pick a school and go to a school, um, you still have those things where you're like, oh, I wish they would change this. Oh, this isn't the greatest. like there's still cons or negatives or things you wish were better everywhere you go and that's something important to keep in mind. But I think it is really about what you make of it. So yeah. Um, in terms of applying for schools, as I said, I ended up applying for six schools. Um, I toured more than that, but that's just kind of what I narrowed it down to. Um, I remember my mom made me like a chart um, to help me like organize my materials and like what each school needed with the deadlines. Oh, um, I applied to one school, Early Action. And so Early Action is different than Early Decision. Early Decision is when you apply to a school and you basically commit to go there if you get in. Early or early, that's early decision. Early action is where you apply early to a school and find out early, but you're not committing to going there. Um, so I did. I didn't early decision anywhere um, for either undergrad or law school. I just wasn't committed enough to one place. I wasn't sure enough. You know, I wasn't really sure what the financials would look like for a lot of them. Um, so I did. I did apply pretty early for most schools, especially in undergrad. So I was applying in like the fall of my senior year, early to mid fall. Um, maybe mid, maybe mid to late fall. I was applying in fall, <laughs> my senior year of high school. Um, and I definitely, I definitely worked hard on my applications. Um, and I know this is becoming less of a thing, but standardized testing, I, I did need to submit standardized test scores, um, and post COVID, less schools are requiring standardized test scores, which I think is a really great development. Um, just like standardized testing is so can be so problematic um, and unrepresentative of like your ability to contribute to a classroom and that kind of thing that I just think that's a really good development and it would have been a lot of stressful if I didn't have to take the standardized tests. tests. Um, yeah, and that's coming from a girl who tutors the standardized test um, or tests, I should say. Um, but yeah, I took the ACT um, and I took the ACT three times. I got a 31, a 30, and a 32, Um, and yeah, I also, we had, like, meetings for our school with our college counselor, so I met with her once to talk about the schools I was going to apply to, Um, I got letters of recommendation from teachers who had had, so it was, I think it was all teachers I'd had had multiple times, because I went to a pretty small high school, so I had, like, the same teacher for bio and AP bio, and I had the same teacher for, like, I think I had the same teacher, actually, for three years of math in high school. So I think she wrote one, too. Um, so teachers who, you know, I was close with and who I felt like liked me and had a good idea of, you know, my contributions to school, and my contributions to a classroom. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to stop here because I'm at 27 minutes. And then I'm going to restart and put the pieces together. Okay, I'm back. Um, I guess this will be a longer episode than normal, but here we are. Okay, so I just finished talking about taking the ACT. I took it three times. Um, I didn't really prep for the ACT. Like, I knew the general sections, and I had pencils on my calculator and stuff, but I didn't do a ton of studying beforehand or anything. I did a little bit. Um, but yeah, it really just depends on, like, how much time you have. I think for me, I just didn't have that much time, and I procrastinated a lot. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah so I got in to all the schools I applied to I applied for I didn't really apply anywhere where I thought I didn't have any chance of getting in and the school I ended up going to was kind of like the highest ranked or like most challenging most selective school I got into um yeah and then I ended up going there um just because of one the location it was one of the only schools I applied to that was in an urban area, which was a really big thing for me. Um, It was close to home, which like I think I would have been fine going away from home, but that doesn't mean I wasn't scared. And I don't regret that, honestly, like I think. I think it's important to have a support system, and I think sometimes we glorify going away for college as a culture as like a way to grow up or a way to gain independence. But you can gain independence from moving out and living 10 minutes away. Like being independent doesn't mean not having support or not being close to your family or friends or community, whoever that is. Um, and I think that sometimes is something that people get really blurry. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's helpful. Like college is a big transition, moving away from home into a different space is a big transition, regardless of however far that is. Um, and I remember when like my parent, I remember my dad posted something on Facebook. When I went to college and people would comment people were commenting like oh that's just down the road you don't need to worry about her that kind of thing and it's like yeah but that's not the point the point isn't how physically far away it is the point is that it's still a big change like you can be homesick when your parents are five minutes away that's just besides the point so like i guess in my personal opinion people made me feel really bad about that um or made me feel like i didn't have a right to be homesick or to miss my family or to Miss high school or my friends or anything like that. And that's just not true. It's not about your physical location. It's about the change in your life and the period of transition. Um, So, yeah. Um, And it's completely normal to feel all those things. Um, It would be crazy if we didn't, right? Like, so, yeah. It's really challenging at the time, but it definitely gets a lot easier. Um, And I think the more you grow into that, the more it is, like, the more... Like, it took me a long time to be able to kind of combine my life, I feel like, in a way where I was, like, combining my college life and my home life. Um, and that was something I really struggled with because I feel like you're just trying to figure out who you are. And it's not anyone else's doing it. It's just a situation. Um, but it's really important to give yourself time and grace and love and all the good stuff with that. Because um, it's just really hard to be in a time of transition, you know? Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think what else i'm gonna say so going to college so i had walked around the campus before on a tour one before i got there i had walked around with my mom once i had walked around um i think i might have walked around with my high school friends and i think i walked around with my roommate because she was on a sports team so she got there a couple weeks before me um oh and i went to an admitted students day actually where i walked around where i spent the night too um, and my experience actually at the Admitted Students Day was not good. It was a snowstorm in April. I slept on the floor. I had my period. I didn't sleep well. And I was I felt really socially awkward. Um, and that was scary because I'm like, fuck, I'm going to this school and I had a bad overnight. But that really doesn't, like, like you're not comfortable on an overnight. And half the people don't even end up going there. So it just is what it is. You know, it's not going to be comfortable because you have no clue what's going on. In hindsight, I wish I hadn't done the overnight just because I feel like it caused me unnecessary worries and stress. When, when I went to school, it's not like it was in the overnight, you know? Um, but yeah, um, when I got there, I moved in. My mom and my dad helped me move in. Um, I lived in a dorm with two people. So it was me and um, my first year roommate who I was assigned to. We had a first year course. A lot of places call it a first year seminar that was, like, the same thing, of the same or the same as each other, and that was, like, a small class. I think there was 18 of us in the class, 17 of us, something like that. And we all lived in the same hallway, basically, or our rooms were all off the same hallway. And so I was assigned my roommate based on a preference thing for that. Um, and me and my roommate are still good, close friends. Um, but it was really hard to transition into living with someone and I would shared a room before I shared a room with one of my stepsisters for a while growing up at my dad's house. Um, And so I've definitely shared a room before that wasn't really it. It was more just adjusting to everything at once and being able to be in a space doing your own thing without feeling like really judged or self-conscious, which was something I've really struggled with having roommates for a while now. Um, But yeah, it was definitely a challenging transition. But it's definitely, it's definitely not like that for a whole time, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff. Something I also really struggled with in my first year of college was being able to, like, figure out my own schedule and make my own decisions. Um, it was actually kind of surprising for me that I struggled with this because, like, in high school... I don't think independence is the right word, but, like, I've always been quite, like, I, I've always been quite able to, like, get myself organized, get myself oriented, get myself going, you know, like, I would pick out my clothes the night before, I would pack my backpack, like, like, I've always been pretty able to do all those things and get myself ready um, and that kind of thing. Um. And so when I, like... Like you're not really on this set schedule in college besides your classes and that was kind of hard for me like figuring out like oh what time do i eat dinner oh is it okay to eat dinner at 8 p.m oh is it okay to eat lunch at 11 a.m oh is it okay to do this and i don't know why that was hard i think it's just a transition from like when you're at home you just do things at the time you know you do stuff with your family and not that my family was inflexible or anything like that i don't know i guess i just did stuff when we did stuff and like i didn't really think about making a choice because it was like dinner's ready now you know or stuff was like dictated by my activities or whatever and so it's just very different to have that culture I think um yeah I also think the amount of homework was really shocking at first um and I had a lot of homework in senior year of high school like I remember staying up till like 10 30 every night doing my homework and I was like Like that was a lot like I was pounding the homework in high school, Um, whereas I don't know that I did that all of undergrad, but I definitely felt that at the beginning it was a challenging transition academically, which I think it should be. You know, it's it should be harder. I mean, it was. Um, Yeah. And so being able to like like not being able to make my own decisions, but figuring out how to do that was challenging at times for me, too um yeah and then I guess a little synopsis of what happened I went to college for four years Um, at my college you needed to live on campus your first two years but I also was gonna do that even if I didn't even if it wasn't required um, because my mom lived at home in college and she just really felt that like that limited her social ability and her ability to be in extracurriculars and stuff and so I think we both wanted me to be able to have that experience and not have like FOMO or feel left out from that kind of thing. Um, but my college required it anyway. So I lived in a dorm with one other person my first year. Then I lived, actually it was supposed to be a quad dorm. So it was like two connected, two bedrooms. Um, so then I, but it had three of us. So I shared a bedroom with one person and then one person had the other room. That was sort of like a living room space. Um, and that was my second year. Then COVID hit in March, 2020. And here in the U.S. and that was towards the end of my sophomore year so then the rest of my sophomore year I did from home which was all online and really hard obviously. I don't really want to get into all that now. I can make like a bazillion episodes about it because there's so much to say but that's not the vibe at this moment. Um, and then my junior year I moved into a house actually in June of 2020 so I moved into my college rental house um, with a bunch of people, um, there were, So I'm gonna sure how many of us were there, there were six of us, I think, I think, yeah, um, and it was all guys, honestly, I might make a whole episode about living with men, and my thoughts, but, yeah, that was an experience, you know, you, you learn some, and, yeah, Um, so then I was living in that house for two years from June, 2020 to June, 2022, when I moved into my current apartment with my roommate. Um, but yeah, that COVID obviously really changed my experience. Um, things were mostly online for my junior year and then my senior year stuff was mostly in person masked yeah yeah um so yeah maybe i'll make a whole episode about going to school during covid but that was wild i don't really want to talk about that right now though just it was a lot you know mentally emotionally physically all of it um but yeah so thoughts i guess now that i have a year of law school and four years of undergrad behind me is i wish i had learned more social skills and more professional skills in college and maybe this is just because I went to like a niche liberal arts college, but I feel like sometimes the way you communicate with like students or professors at your college is very like socially acceptable or on trend there. But then when I go out to like the legal world, it's very, it's much more formal and it's very different and the environment's very different and just like the social and professional skills that are acceptable are very different. Um, and so I wish there'd been a little more preparation with that. I also I mentioned this earlier, but I wish I had joined more activities and maybe that's a catch 22, because like if you're not like you never feel like you're in enough, but then you feel overwhelmed all the time. Um, I wish I had stayed in band because I was in band and I played oboe in high school and English a little bit. Um, and so I wish I had stayed in that in college, um, but I didn't. And I wish I had joined more skills or joined more activities. I guess. Um, and then I wish I had been less embarrassed or scared or anxious. Obviously, some of that isn't changeable Um, and a lot of my struggle with anxiety really came out during 2020 and during COVID college and all of that, Um, but I just wish, I wish I had been less self-conscious, self-conscious of being from an area where near my college was, self-conscious about being shy, self-conscious about being myself you know, self-conscious about my opinions, just, I wish I had been more open and relaxed, and I think everyone probably wishes that, like, obviously, you're not going to be that way when you're anxious and you're homesick and you're nervous and you just got somewhere, but in hindsight, I still wish that I'd been less painful, you know, so, yeah, I guess that's my thoughts so far. Maybe I'll do, like, some stuff about how lost, sp- like, an episode about how law school compares to undergrad and just my experience going from undergrad to law school because it's been interesting but I think that's it for this episode yeah thanks for listening